3: sweep actually it's the it's the lead play on our in our offense We tell the tackle to take the defensive end if he's over him. if he's not we drive down the first man who is inside pullback we tell him to take the first man outside the offensive tackle no one shows he goes right by them and deals inside if If YN has the linebacker taken out, he cuts inside. If YN has the linebacker in, he comes all the way around. If you look at this play, what we're trying to get is a seal here and a seal here and try to run this play in the alley.
4: Hey, what's up guys? Welcome to Packers Total Access. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. If you want to text the show, you can send a message to 865-658-5824. We're live on YouTube and Twitter, a little uh, Packers Total Access live. Um, man, I tell you what, fellas, we've got a uh, we got a football game going on tonight, man. We got It's preseason, I know. Don't get mad, but we're going to have pads popping. We're going to have fifth stringers out there, you know, just kind of eating some reps. But uh, I'm excited about the Hall of Fame game tonight, Jacob. How about you, man?
5: Yeah, you don't think Rogers is going to get a few snaps? You don't think they're going to toss him out there?
4: They said he's he's probably not going to play the second half. I believe is what they said. (laughs) Oh man, (laughs) we got Tim and Tim in Green Bay. He was uh, boots on the ground today. Tim, how you doing, Bubba? Mm, Tim, Tim, he vanished vanished us. Yeah, make sure you're not muted. It's all right. We'll come back to him. We'll come back to him. We're having a few connection issues tonight. Um, I'll tell you this, man. I've got my niece here at the house with us, and she's streaming so many videos downstairs. She's got the cell phone in the hand while watching Netflix, while doing three other things. So that may have a little bit to do with it. Tim, can you hear us now, brother? He's green. I don't know. We'll come back to Mr. Green. <laughs> um, Jacob, camp today, man. I think there was a lot of good stuff, man. Uh, you know, this is where people start to settle in a little bit, right?
5: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was thinking uh, the same thing. You know, it's been kind of a up-and-down sort of practice from what I can tell. It was kind of one of those things where the technically the offense won, I believe, for the first time. But all in all, it was kind of a more of a split. Um, Tim, can you hear us? Yeah, loud and clear. You got me um, this time?
4: There yeah, we, we go. got you, bro. Sorry got about that. There,
5: there we go. go. But, yeah, Tim was actually there, so I guess I maybe let him talk about it. He's probably seen uh, – obviously seen it better than I have. What did you think of the practice overall today, Tim?
0: Um, from what I saw, it looked pretty good. Um, I saw a lot of the receiver group today um, early in practice. Um, some names that stuck out to me right away where it's obviously Tay Wicks. He had a pretty good day. Um, I'm – maybe I'm too easily impressed. I don't know. But uh, I like Dre Miller – Dre Miller is one of those guys, to me, looks like he could maybe play tight end. I mean, I don't know if this guy's true wide out or if he's kind of like a hybrid, but um, he looks physical, um, good hands. I didn't see him drop anything today, so those are a couple of names. And Bo Melton, Bo Melton came came to play today as well, so uh, got, got to look actually- at them the new season group.
5: I was going to ask you specifically about Bo Melton because I've been hearing a lot of good things about him. Specifically today, I guess he had a really, really great route that he ran against Nixon and Love just apparently overthrew him. Do you see they said his route running is like really, really good. I think Boz even was talking about how he wouldn't be surprised if he's the wide receiver six.
0: Yep, I would agree with that for sure. Um, That's definitely something that uh, he's showing. um, I mean, for his age, you know, where he's at in his career. I mean, he looks pretty crisp out there on the routes for sure.
4: Good stuff. I'll tell you, I'm very excited that Tay Wicks did return today, right? He's out of concussion protocol. And uh, they said Josiah DeGuara went out today, if I understood correctly. He was out or went out with a calf injury. So we'll we'll kind of monitor that. Obviously, we got – who is it? Henry Pearson, am I thinking right? The fullback that we still got in camp.
1: Fullback, mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Yeah, so we'll have him to kind of lean on if we're wanting to practice some of those 21 sets, which, um, if I remember correctly, I believe the practice before last, they ran a little bit of eye formation, which gets a lot of people excited that we might be uh, dipping into that that San Francisco version of the offense a little bit, which we ran 21 last year, obviously, with the Guaret fullback, H-back, whatever you want to call it, but we've mostly just worked out of the uh, the Ace-12 when we're trying to trigger a base package on defense. So let's do this, man. Let's. Uh, I'm going to share the screen here real quick. Hopefully this don't slow down too much. If it does, fellas, then we'll just go away from it. But I just bookmarked a few tweets. And, and I wanted to do it this way to make sure we give these people credit for their videos rather than just downloading them and putting them on one one big montage, you know. So first things first, though, Ryan Woods said, Tucker Craft made it clear he did not talk smack to Russell Douglas in practice, quote, there's a, there's a scene from Step Brothers when they're laying in their beds at night telling each other whose fault the divorce was. And John C. Riley says, quote, hey, you don't say that. That's all I said. So evidently, Rasul was trash talking, right? And they said that Tucker Craft just looked at him and used the old John C. Riley said, hey, you don't say that.
3: You
5: don't say that. <laughs>
4: <laughs> i love it. so speaking of the devil here's tucker craft and guys it's just a six second clip but again we just want to kind of bring this we want people to you know feel as close to camp as possible so here's a uh, a clip of tucker craft right off the bat it's a big old boy fella. that is a big yeah. old boy right there
5: that yeah. angry run
4: oh yeah i would not want to tackle that dude man he you know, does he's I'm just a violent dude? runner <laughs> yeah yeah, it's going to be fun see, seeing how he fits into this offense. Man, I'm sure they'll try to find a role for him for sure early and often. Um, all right, next tweet. Um, we'll come back to that fantasy tweet. This right here was Jair versus Watson. This <laughs> was uh, kind of cool. Um, now, oh. n- notice his feet. First of all, look at oh, Jair man. going Spider-Man here. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it did so that dude's funny. just a ball of fun, man. I love it. Um, all right, so watch. Sh- Watch Christian Watson's feet right here at the very end. Yeah. So he kind of trips himself. So, you know, he he's he's got jaw beat. Now that's it's not a very good ball, in my opinion. It needs to be out there a little bit more. He kind of hung it up there. And and this wasn't from Jordan Love, from what I understand. This was actually this might have been Magoo. It's hard to tell here. You did you get get an I'll idea that, that was definitely two digits on the jersey back there?
0: but anyway that would be that's that linger magoo then
4: okay got it
0: everything like yeah yeah
4: so anyway ja you know showing up and and playing to the crowd pretty cool here we go we got a net ball from jordan love just just flat-footed bang how did he look today tim did uh did anything stand out to you did, he, did you get a chance to uh to check him out on the practice field
0: I saw a couple of really good throws. Um I didn't get to see as much of him as I liked. I was kind of being uncle today and uh gotcha. doing the uh t- taking my nephew around a little bit. Um but we did get into the bleachers just in time for them to work their way down to that field and I saw on one throw uh Jordan Love uh did the old change the change the arm angle and kind of kind of like not full side arm but he he changed the arm angle to get around a defender and to, to put this ball in there for like a probably a three to five yard game. That stood out to me. I thought that was pretty cool. And then uh, he threw an absolute dart over the middle um, just before they started working on a two minute offense that I believe was caught by Jaden Reed. Um, and coverage was really tight on this play. I mean, it was almost reminiscent of those throws that we've seen from Rogers, to be honest with you, those ones where you're just like, how did that ball even get in? Like, how did that get in there? And uh, he, had, he had some pepper on that one for sure. So I saw a couple of good throws from him today. Um, but, again, I didn't I didn't get to watch as much of the practice in depth as I, I would have liked to. Um, but mostly spent time with the receiving group. And then uh, I got to see Jordan work a little later.
4: Gotcha. This video we're showing right here is actually uh, you're going to have Jaden Reed close to the camera. And then you'll have Tay Wicks off in the background. So Tay Wicks, that's his uh, first rep from what I understand when he got back on the practice field. Looks pretty good. Pretty big boy too, man. Um yeah, yeah he's he's looking uh, that's one of the one of the players that Greg Cosell was excited about. I'm very excited about. It. You see Jaden Reed's feet. Just watch his feet, man, his balance. I think that dude's gonna have a big year. I really do, as a as a rookie, you know. All right, here's that's one cool. of Jordan Love's deep passes to Romeo Dobbs. Not bad, right? Not bad. Let's watch it again. I love his release, man. His yeah. release just seems very quick, very clean.
0: And his so, play-action fake as well.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And then here's another ball right here from Jordan Love. As so we roll through. It's a pretty ball. I guess just another angle maybe. No, it was number 16 there. Was that Bo Melton? What's uh, Who's number 16? Gosh, I don't I, – I think that might be. I can't remember. We're a well old machine here. All right, here you got Carl. And that thing, uh, I want you to look at that, guys. That's a 53 yard field goal, right? And look at where it hits the net. I'm gonna try to pause it. Look at that. He's got another 10 yards easy. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's he's gonna be one of those guys that can hit from 60. The question is, can he hit from 30, right? That's going to be the <laughs> issue. It reminds me of John Kuhn back in the day. They said, when you need two, like when it comes to John Kuhn, you need two yards, he'll get you two yards. When you need four yards, he'll get you two yards. <laughs> so this one right here, let's see what they said with this tweet. Um, Anders, Anders, Anders Carlson from about 60 yards snuck it through the right upright. So they said it was good and still had plenty of legs. So this is actually a 60-yarder here. So, yeah. It's it's becoming obvious why why they drafted him, you know? They're uh they're really really locking that that leg strength. Now if they can just kind of uh gear him in here and uh and hit some of those those shorter kicks, you know, make it a little more automatic. Did you see this, Jacob, from 93. Point, or 97.3 the game earlier with Mark Murphy talking about uh talking about the 65%? I I, I think you said you hadn't seen it yet, right?
5: I caught it. I but the thing is, is it was uh it was on mute, so all I saw was just the way that he uh kind of reacts. I didn't hear what he actually says. Yeah. But uh, so
4: yeah, they were they were basically asking him about Aaron Rodgers, and look how excited he is about rooting for sixty five percent of the snaps. Watch this, dude. It it became an instant meme gift, whatever you want to <laughs> say. Watch this right here. Sixty five
2: percent. Sixty five percent. That's <laughs> what we got to get to. That's
5: all. I wanted. I, be- I mean, honestly, I. I hope everything goes well. I want to play 65%,
0: but it'd be really good if the Jets had a bad year because, you know, I
1: have the <laughs> 66% and four wins. <laughs> but there's a way to get that done. Not that's that we're get, it. Well, the, no, it's the AFC. I mean, it's a tough, you know, oh, it's true. a, a tough neighborhood. Yeah. Tough that's day. true. It, it is funny the
5: motivations that you have, but yeah. um, and that, I mean the real that's the reality that uh, you know, that was a the, Trade that was made, and I think it made sense. I, I, I think, uh well, first of all, I, I've been watching some of the teasers on uh, Hard Docs. So that's going to be, oh, I, I think, going to be must see TV for Packer fans. Yes, right? absolutely. Not yeah. only Aaron, but the seven other.
2: Yeah. Guys. Oh yeah. It's Green Bay East. <laughs> that's, right. that's what it is. That's right.
4: Anyway, just that sixty-five percent at the beginning, man. It, it broke me up, dude. I'm just telling you that, <laughs> right telling you right now. um One last thing here. I'm going to play this. Jacob thought you'd be interested in this, and I thought it was really cool. Just that, some of the I stuff that you me. were already talking about when it comes to just how just how much of a factor Christian Watson was last year uh, in fantasy football. Let's go ahead and play this. Just a minute long clip. Just want to hear kind of who he ranks up there with as far as creating fantasy points, which we know you know it, it isn't everything,
1: but it just shows how productive he was last year some Chris Olave, one of seven rookie wide receivers to put up over a 2.25 yards per route run every other player to do that finished as a top seven fantasy wide receiver in their second year the other guy that made this list last year was christian watson also made that elite list where every single player has finished top seven in fantasy football in their second year christian watson was also the number one player in fantasy points per route last year Every other player in the top 10 of that stat is now being drafted as the wide receiver 11 or better. He was also one of 16 wide receivers to be targeted in over 25% of his routes. And over the second half of last season, the only players with more fantasy points than him were Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, and CeeDee Lamb, Elite Company, and Christian Watson and Jordan Love are getting a ton of hype in camp. This is the most positive news we could possibly hear on Jordan Love day in, day out. I am all in on Crystal Alave. Ben, you better be too. I love me. So- all right. There you go. So pretty cool stuff, right?
4: Um, Christian Watson being mentioned as, uh, as one of those guys, one of those sleepers, if you will. Man, I'll tell you, that over-under. Do you know what the over-under on touchdowns are for uh, Chris uh, for Christian Watson? I believe oh, it was. I think
5: it was five and a half it was really hit. criminal i was gonna say they're really sleeping on him um, a lot of guys if you choose to do like a double wide receiver on your first two picks a lot of guys are still getting christian watson as their wide receiver three which is just criminal if you think about That's it especially wild. if when you look at like they talked about the the rare air that he's in with some of those receivers those guys all go top 10 so if you're getting christian watson who could be that effective in, like, the third round, that's just – it's insane. I, I draft him as much as I can anytime I can.
4: Yeah, absolutely. All right, we got the Morick in the chat, says, good evening, guys. You're my entertainment while I cut the grass. Um, and then he had the wherewithal to tell us that number 16 was Dre Miller. So, Tim, yeah, my, my man out there texting us while he's mowing the grass. I don't know how he's pulling that off, dude. No texting Dude, that's around. awesome.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you confirmed that too, because there's there's a couple number sixteens, I believe, right now. I don't think Dre Miller's the only 16 out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's good to know that.
4: And of course, uh, the Morak says uh, Happy Wicks is back on the field looking forward to seeing what he can do. Yeah, I, I'm really, really eager to see how quick he picks up this playbook, Tim. Because, like I said, I know I know Greg Cosell was pretty high on him. I think I think Wicks is a lock for the roster if he stays healthy. That's just me personally. Um, but uh, what do you think about Wicks so far? I mean, today is the first day you've seen him. Did anything stand out to you, or was it just they just kind of easing him back in after the concussion protocol? Because I believe it was it was a hospital ball that Magoo threw that actually put him in concussion protocol. Right? Am I thinking right?
0: I think so. Yeah. <laughs> We know what those are.
4: (laughs) Unfortunately, we do. (laughs) Yeah. So, Jacob, what sticks out to you today, man? What's the first thing on the list, bro?
0: So we
5: were just – you were just mentioning Wicks. Uh, Andy Herman and Boz and a number of people I saw on Twitter, apparently he had a rep where he went against Keandre Thomas. And they said – I I can't remember if it was Herman or somebody. I don't want to misquote them. But they basically said the last time they've seen a route run that – just that insane of a route was Devonte Adams and this route, I guess he absolutely juked Deeks, however you want to say, he put him like into the shadow realm. Like he made one cut and then double backed on another cut and they said it was just unreal. So um, that is impressive. I, I really like to hear that. Another just amazing thing to hear, which I thought it may have been a fluke right away when we, when we heard about how well Sean Ryan was doing, I believe he went five and zero on a prior practice today. He was three and O all against Kobe wooden, who has been really, really good in team practice. So nice to see them in the individuals. Uh, another person that impressed was Zach Tom. He held up really well against Preston Smith. Preston was trying one of his, you know, patented spin moves that he does. And I guess Tom like pretty much shut it down right from the start there. So well, that's great. Uh, I think I remember reading that Caleb Jones had a bunch of really great reps again, mm-hmm. that, uh, Tanuda apparently has looked decent. Uh, One guy that I really am excited to talk about, which I think he may be having quietly one of the better camps that nobody's really talking about is Kingsley and Igbari. I've heard his names quite a bit. It sounds like he's had a lot of would-be sacks that, you know, when it's in the middle of a practice, you don't really, maybe you don't remember them. You don't quite call him a sack or, you let the obviously they're letting the quarterback follow through, so they want to get the most out of the play. But I'm hearing that he's all over the place in the backfield quite a bit, so that's really cool. Everybody knows that I've been a Kingsley and a Barre fan since they drafted him last year. Um I've heard more good things about Valentine and Valentine, but specifically, I believe Valentine's the rookie, right? Carrington. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So apparently, he had V
4: V for Vin. Yeah.
5: For <laughs> uh, apparently, he had three more passes deflect to today. So I mean, like the guy yeah. is just. Like, again, it's nice to hear these things in spurts, but then, or like here every now and then, but with uh, Valentine specifically, and now again with Ryan, it's nice to hear consistently that these guys are balling out. Super, super exciting. And then, um, like you talked about the Deguara injury, the only other people that weren't suited today was uh, DeBose, and then Bakhtiari had his veteran kind of rest day. And then it's just the usual crew, you know, Gary and Stokes and those types of guys. But all in all, I I don't want to jinx it. See if I got mm-hmm. any wood around here. Uh, we've stayed pretty darn healthy up until this point, so yeah. I'm sure that
0: we're gonna. I'm, sure I'm over just- here bang, banging on my wood table. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> I was looking around, I think I got some
5: imitation <laughs> over here. Um, the other guy that I was interested to see, and let me see if I can pull up, uh, was it Mosley, the linebacker that we got? Mm hmm. He was not in camp today, but I'm kind of interested because it seems like a lot of people are kind of high on him, and I don't know why. I mean, he's that lower RAS score. I remember hearing that right away. I think it's like a 3.96, so not a typical type guy that we'd be used to, I suppose. But um, it'd be nice to see him in practice. I think he was still traveling to the facility is what, this, what it sounded like. So hopefully we can see him before family night. Uh, oh, and then Carl Brooks apparently – is looking really, really good, and yeah. that's another guy. I know ba- Baz loves that dude. He was really ranting about him when we got him out of the draft. One thing that he mentioned uh, on his video, and I, I took the time to look it up, he said if you go look at his PFF scores and grades from any of that time that he was in Bowling Green, when you look at it, it's, like, <laughs> it's impressive. The guy oh, – yeah. the, the stat line is unreal. I mean, he's high 90s in almost every freaking rating that they have. I mean, he – It it was, it's, it's impressive. So when you see that, it really gets you excited when you start thinking about, because how long have we talked about how Kenny Clark by himself, you know, it's, it's just such an easy attempt for the offense to just double team him And they don't even think about the other three or four guys on the line there. And, you know, I like, I'm not going to bash Dean Lowry or Jerron Reed or any of those guys that we've had, but they're just not, I don't believe at the same level as what we have now in Wyatt and Brooks and Wooden. And obviously with our edge rushers, I just – I think people we could have – I don't know, man. I don't want to jinx it again, but I think our defense could be crazy good and we're all we, – we could have one of the best defenses we've had in a long time.
4: Yeah, I completely agree. And what you said about Carl Brook – well, first of all, what you said about Dean Lowry and Jaron Reed, and I'm going to go to you next, Tim. Um, I went back and watched Devontae Wyatt's best game of the year, and ironically it was week 18 against the Lions. And I found like five or six plays where I went, whoa. Like he jumped off the screen, both. I mean, eating double team blocks like crazy. And whenever he was pulled out of the game and it was Jaron Reed in his place, you just didn't see it. You didn't see the same attention. You didn't see the same burst. Um, He got a sack in that game, 100% on him. Um, I got really excited watching that. I'm going to try to put a chalk talk together just to kind of highlight a little bit of Devontae Wyatt film before we get into the preseason. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, it was good stuff. Kevin in the chat said, Pat O'Donnell is also 16. I think we're all pretty comfortable saying that wasn't Pat O'Donnell running out of <laughs> we at least appreciate that, Kevin. Thank you for clearing that up. Definitely Dre Miller then. Definitely Dre Miller. Tim, you were on the sidelines today at Ray Nitschke Field, man. Um, talk to us, dude. Tell us, uh, tell us what you've seen today, man.
0: Um, well, one thing that kind of stuck out to me, um, kind of a negative. Um, so Ryan Schlipp will appreciate the uh, – <laughs> Me not being overly positive to a Indeed. fault. Um, the uh, Bonds um, was really exciting watching the receivers, and he ran a really nice route, really nice route. And the ball was kind of like you said early, alluded early to. I believe this was an Etling ball. It was either Etling or Clifford that threw this one up, and it could have been better, but it was good enough to be caught. And he he had it in his hands. He just couldn't secure a catch. Um, so that kind of stuck out. He's kind of one of those those names that I've kind of kept one eye on because there's times when, in my opinion, he shows flashes where the, he looks like he could be really good, but it's like, we all know you can run the route all day. If you can't catch the ball, it's not going to not really going to matter. Um, the other thing was, uh, you mentioned Stokes and Gary in the rehab group and that is, uh, progressing along nicely fellas. Um, I can tell you, I saw a little bit of that. Uh, they're letting Stokes do a little bit more, um and gary is doing a lot bit more uh he was walking around he had the weighted vest on he was doing a lot of agility uh drills things like that and they're letting him for lack of a better term they're they're letting him kind of explode you know a little bit more uh with his footwork which is good to see when you're coming off of a major knee injury like that and uh same thing with stokes too doing a lot of uh, the back pedal drills and running back to the ball things like that um Guys that could barely walk a few months ago are looking really, really good right now. Guys, again, knocking on my wood table. Don't hmm. want to jinx anything. But uh, that was kind of what I gathered um, today from just when I was down near practice. I spent a lot of time on the on the periphery. Uh, got to meet Larry McCarron today. That was pretty cool. And, saw that. You know, yeah, saw Mark I mean, Murphy. Us, yeah, it was pretty cool, man. It was good, good vibe. But the vibe around camp is, you know, it's positive and it doesn't, it doesn't have the same feeling it had last year. At least, uh, this is just my opinion. You know, I'm not trying to paint a picture, but, um, vibe is good, man. Right now, especially at this point in camp, you know, we got family night coming up this weekend and then, uh, one more practice Monday, I believe. And then off to, uh, Cincy for the Bengals week. So, um, feeling good out here, feeling, feeling real good guys.
5: Oh, Tim, were question. you by chance around when the, they were do, They were doing the two-minute drills? I believe it was the second-team offense was leading the two-minute. Did you by chance get to see
0: that? I did see a little bit of that. Um, I had a, I was in the front row of the bleachers side, so I had a couple people walking by and kind of getting in my way, and then plus the players on the sidelines too. When you're that low, it's kind of hard to see sometimes. But I was uh, leaning in, and I did see some of that. I saw most of the first-team. I saw the ones on offense going against the ones on defense mostly, uh, but I did get a look at um, – it was – I believe it was Sean Clifford yeah. uh, running.
5: Sounds like he looked pretty good. He
0: had control of the offense
5: and showed off his athleticism, had a couple of decent throws. Yep. It uh, sounds like Bo Melton was pretty instrumental on in that drive too. I think he caught he, – he, it sounds like he dropped maybe an easy one like something over the middle. But then on the very next play, I believe it was Love caught him on like a slant or something for 10, 15-yard play, first down. Um, So I'm excited to hear about that. It's always good to hear that. Because what, fifth-round draft pick, I believe he was? Absolutely. Pretty much as close to a lock as you can get, I think, for making this team. But um, this is the first time I've heard people really say that they're impressed by him. So that's cool.
0: Yeah, you're right about Clifford, too. He's uh, um, The kid can throw the ball. And, uh, it's just a matter of grasping these concepts, I think, and to see him making steps in the right direction is good. Um, it's, you know, that's something we haven't really talked too much about is that backup, that backup spot. Um, and I like Clayton, Clayton made a great comment that you're, you know, that role now is not what it used to be. It's kind of like more of a personal assistant to QB one, um, and being ready or staying ready. So you don't have to get ready. Um, So naturally I would, I would lean and think to myself, well, Danny Etling might be that guy because he's experienced. Um, Maybe it would make sense to have a guy who's been in the league a little bit longer and who's, you know, been a backup and these kind of things. But then I I look at Clifford and I look at Alex Magoo, man. And it's like, man, these guys are slinging it, dude. Like they're slinging the ball. So I, I, I don't know. I think backup quarterback is uh, slowly becoming a little bit more entertaining than I had uh, anticipated.
4: That's good stuff, man. I I tell you, you know, it, it sounds great, right, saying, oh, yeah, it's just a personal assistant until the starting quarterback goes down and you need to win a game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I've yeah, kind of yeah. thrown that idea back and forth, back and forth. But, um, again, though, when when your starting QB goes out, man, you, you can just about chalk up the season if it's uh, for a significant amount of time. You know, I mean, it's – they're few and far between when someone rallies around a Kurt a like Warner Falls. or a uh, – Tom Brady, what's that, Jacob? Nick Foles, yeah, yeah, Nick Foles. There he is. <laughs> Keep going. What's the next one? <laughs> just give me a minute. Honestly, some of the best quarterbacks. It, it, it has happened. You know, you you talk about Tom Brady. You know, coming in right. for Drew Bledsoe when Drew Bledsoe got gutted on the sideline. Basically, he was bleeding oh, internally.
1: Right. Um, <laughs> he's got
4: a uh, Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner came in for Trent Green. Hall of Fame career, right? Um, trying to think. There was another one, too, that just came to mind for me that was real big. Um, as a Favre. Well, yeah. That, and, you know, and that's even not not including Favre, you know what I mean? Because that was kind of one of those things. Obviously, you trade a first-round pick, he's the future, right? Um, yeah. Some of these other guys, it was just kind of like, man, you know, they're just filling the roster. But um, anyway – Eric in the chat says, Devon House is the GOAT. <laughs> no <or>, argument <laughs> <it> there. <laughs> and then we got Mike in the chat. says, he, It says there was no relaxed form, Wyatt, to not play for know. last season. I'm pretty sure he meant reason. So there was no reason yeah. for Wyatt not to play more last season is basically what he's saying. then he said um, Wyatt not playing more last season was negligent by Jerry Montgomery. He's too good. I believe is what he's trying to say. Probably driving with with two knees and trying to text or something <laughs> on the stream here. But keep it uh, <laughs> definitely keep it uh, safe out there, man. Then we got the Morak in the chat it says Jeff Hostetler.
0: It Je- oh my gosh, He we went you, there.
4: Yeah, if you guys, that was the Giants, right? Am I thinking right, Tim?
1: I think um, so. Yeah,
4: Hostetler, Yeah, check this out, Jacob. I'm pretty sure he wasn't the starting quarterback. The starting quarterback went down. He was listed as a special teams player, like a gunner, and he was a safety, a backup safety. He came in at quarterback, and I think he took him to the freaking Super Bowl and won it, if I remember right. How I'm long ago was think. that? But it, was, it was the New York Giants in the 80s. Um,
0: yeah, late 80s, right? Mid-late 80s, something like that? Yeah. Dude,
4: I'm telling That's you, sad. Jacob. I don't dude, remember that. Do you ever watch America's game, Jacob? Yeah. Yep. Dude, dude, I'm telling you, some of those, man. I don't know if you're the same way, Tim, but I could watch those all day long, dude. Oh, uh, I love it. Yeah, just the inside stories around the championship teams. Um, All right, let's do this. Andy Herman listed his players of the day, right? And this is literally like at the end of every camp practice, this is the tweet I'm waiting on, right? Andy just does a phenomenal job. Um, his players of the day uh, today were defensive line Carl Brooks, halfback Tyler Goodson. Thanks. I immediately re-quote oh. tweeted that and tagged Mac in the tweet, right? Malcolm. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we had cornerback Russell Douglas. Go ahead, Jacob. I'm going to pull something up for Carl Brooks. Do you have something, man?
5: No, well, I just remember uh, – I can't remember if I read it. I, I Again, I want to give these guys credit. I want to say it was Herman, but he was talking about how Goodson had just an amazing play where he showed off his receiving ability and took it upfield, and I believe it was a touchdown, or if not, it was a really long game. And it sounded like it was very Aaron Jones-esque, like just – and that's been kind of the only – I wouldn't say a knock, but um, the worry I think with Goodson is that he's just – he's not – All around and not well rounded enough to make the team, but to me, I just, I really think that we'd be messing up if we don't have him as RB three. I just love the explosion, and then like if he could do anything on special teams, it would definitely help him. But you know,
4: yeah, and you know, as things have changed now, you got to think. Patrick Taylor last year, Aaron absolutely loved him. Why? Because Aaron liked to play out of the gun, right? And he wanted that personal protection there, and you know, in pass pro. Well. Aaron's gone now. I could see them going with Goodson. I really could. Um, and, and everything I've seen on tape of Goodson in the past, whether it was preseason, whatever, Goodson's looked good in my opinion. I think he's a solid yeah. back. I really do. Um, and, and they were right when you know, I think it was Malcolm that said, you know, he kind of reminded you of Swerving Irvin, right, Tyler Irvin. It's exactly yeah. what you see with Goodson, just quick twitch. Like I said, he's, he's not who you want in your hip pocket in pass protection, but man, a, a guy who can turn uh, turn nothing into something, and, and also provide a little bit in the passing, for sure too. Uh, the more it says that was Phil Sims was the starter that year.
0: There we go. Yeah.
4: So, all right, man. Let's do this, man. We were talking about Carl Brooks. I've got his scouting report pulled up. Jacob, let me know if I sound like I've got a lisp or I'm talking into a tin can. And we're going to figure out why we're having problems with the audio. Um, but I've got another page pulled up right here. These were the the top reasons to buy in per Draft Network. Okay, for Carl Brooks. All right, rookie defensive lineman that's been – I've heard his name mentioned all camp long so far. And, again, he was the top player of the day, according to Andy Herman. All right. Highly productive sack artist with great production the last two years. Heavy hands and power to collapse blockers and play on the plus side of the line of scrimmage. High effort player from snap to whistle. Pleasant variety as a pass rusher to attack and adjust mid-rush. Now here are the reasons for concern. Body top is unorthodox. Sounds like me, man, right there. Body top <laughs> is unorthodox and limp to stack and extend is in question. Illustrates some topness, tightness through his frame, limiting his production production to corner and flatten against NFL blockers. His run defending skills are very boom or bust. Um and yeah I think he I think he came into the draft at about 290 um his ras was in the fives if i remember correctly um that i had his ras listed on my draft board so that's obvious you know his, his relative athletic score was one of the reasons why he stuck around in the draft so long but his production was through the roof then you immediately say okay well it was bowling green right but uh yeah that's uh i'm, I'm excited about to see what carl brooks does for sure because there's some voids that are left andrew in the chat says my body is actually just a stick man Man, I wish I just looked like a steak man, bro. I'm looking more like a loaf of bread or something, bro. It's bad. I'm getting old and putting on the weight. I'm trying to fight it, man. Um, All right. Tyler Goodson, Rasul Douglas, we covered it. Rasul sounds like he's having a pretty good camp. I haven't heard him getting burned much. Have you, Jacob?
5: No, but they also did say that uh, he was going off today, I guess. Uh, I know it was Andy Herman was saying that Rasul was talking – an unorthodox amount of smack and he was going in hard on the offense trying to get in their head like I think t- t- to the point where yeah there was a lot of curse words some weird stuff getting said to, like he was really trying to get him rattled it sounds like I, and I I, I heard, really you
0: had that. to step in in that scenario and tell him to kind of hey chill out like <laughs> th- dial it Dial it back. So if, if job money's telling you to chill, right. Maybe you're, <laughs> maybe there's some truth that he, that he was going a little over the top, but I love that guys. Right. I mean, that's firing these young players up and uh, that's a, that's a, a veteran guy telling you right now, you're not gonna, you're not just going to walk onto this team, man. You know, you got to show up and show out if you want to play on the green Bay Packers. So I, I love that. I call that. Uh, I file that in the setting, the tone folder right there. Yeah.
4: And again, I'm going to go back to Tucker Craft's quote when he was talking that trash. Right? <laughs> he just looked at him and said, "Hey, you don't say that. I don't say that. <laughs> you you know that tickle that had to tickle Russell Douglas, man. <laughs> oh gonna, man, what this white boy don't don't have a clue how to talk trash. <laughs> 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 you don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, love it, love it. Anything else, man? Other than a uh, I got one for you. I want to get your all's take on it, man, because there's a lot of people getting nervous about kicker, fellas. A lot of people getting nervous, right? Anders Carlson, from what I understand, went four for six today. Pretty decent day, right? Uh, A long of fifty-four yards, and they said it would have been good from sixty. He is now sixteen for twenty-six in camp. It's not. That's not. What What was Mason Crosby? Talk for a minute, Jacob. I'm going to try to find Mason Crosby's uh, field goal percentage last year. But are you concerned about Anders?
5: Yes, I'm very concerned. I've talked about it before. <laughs> I'm not just concerned about the fact – like, this is pre-season, not even preseason yet. He's done – no live game scenarios. This is even a family night. Like, this is supposed to be the easy time. There's no pressure – there's not seventy, you know, thousand fans in the stands. There's not like any sort of actual money on the line, and not money, but you know, the game on the line. There's no pressure. Nothing really he should feel pressure about. I don't understand how. Um, it seems like they would they should have at least two kickers, and in, in camp to go, you know, have some sort of camp competition, holding each other a little bit accountable because he should have some pressure. You know what I mean? We should be testing that. I think not just him kicking you know, with a, with a placeholder, I think that we should probably try to throw. I just – I'm so worried. We're going into a full NFL season and we don't even – with a kicker that has never kicked in front of a crowd and we're just hoping that all of a sudden he's going to – yeah, I, I read that it was 17 out of like 27, but maybe 16 out of 26. Either way, it's not yeah, what I
4: would like. right not right. that, Right. Um, I know this – I just looked it up. Mason Crosby last year was 25 for 29, 86%. Go percentage. Be, I'm just I'd telling you, right that. Here, dude. You get you get to week three of the preseason, and he's still out there, and Honors is still struggling. Stash him on the practice squad and call up Mason. Say, Mason, you want to make a cool three mil? Come on back into town, bro. We got you. A, we got you a B and B. You can crash in for the next eighteen <laughs> weeks, right?
0: But and then we just it? know. We just know minutes. we don't use them outside of fifty yards, right?
4: That, I mean, see, that's, that's the thing. Like
0: basically, what it is.
4: And and you know, as exciting as it is to watch Anders boom those kicks from sixty plus, yeah, it's great. But I I can think, you know, only a handful of times would I be okay with them trying that kick. And it's a tie ball. I would much rather on pin them deep or just go for it on fourth down rather Mm -hmm. than somebody miss a kick and now they got the ball on their side of the fifty already. You know what I'm saying? So I would. I guess what I'm trying to say is, if you were to ask me, hey, inside forty yards. You're pretty much money, but you can't kick beyond 50. Would you rather have that guy or someone who's going to be sporadic but could possibly kick you a game-winning field goal from 63? I'm going with the safer bet, Mason. So I kind of feel like this might been this might have been their plan all along. Is hey, they like this guy. Let's take a flower on. Let's try it. Okay, if it don't work, stash him on the practice squad. I mean, there's a chance that they they heard that someone else was going to draft him. I guess you know, um, right? But uh you know, that might've been why they took him when they did, but at the same time, and if you stash him on the practice, well, somebody signs him, they got to put them on the 53. So I don't know, man. I think, uh, I think, uh, with him coming off that injury, just like cheesehead Murph said in the chat, um, he is coming off an injury, uh, Murph. Yeah. Um, he tore his ACL and his plant leg, but right. that seems to be, you know, rich Versace went down there and, uh, and hung out with well, rich Versace has got strong ties to his brother, Daniel Carlson. And, uh, he knows the family real well. He went down, worked him out, said, yeah, he's good to go. That plant leg really the, – the main concern with the plant leg, that, that really prevents you from having a lot of power in your leg. You know, that's where you kind of generate that power from um, with that plant leg, you know, definitely being stationary. So um, that seems to be okay, but the accuracy is the issue. And, and, again, the accuracy before the injury, Jacob, we talked – Tim, we talked about it. Uh, I know Ryan's talked about it a lot. You know, when you draft a kicker – you immediately go look at his stats, and it's like, man, there were a lot of kickers that have way better stats than him in college. What did they see in him? It's obviously, it's obvious they seen that booming leg, right? That's probably what it was. Mm-hmm. um Yeah, I don't know, man.
0: They probably figured they can get get him to, uh you know, we can work on the control and we can work on the accuracy. But I'm I'm with you guys. Like, I mean, how much time do we have here? I, I remember panicking a little bit last year at camp because right around this time at training camp, Mason Crosby was kicking a soccer ball and they weren't even letting him kick field goals yet. And, you know, we were a little nervous about, wow, this guy's going to play football week one. And we saw the year he had last year, as you said, well into the 80 percent. um you know, making his field goals, completed field goals. So I'm I'm with you, Jacob. I, I think I said this the other day. I, I kind of wish we would have kept him around for camp and then we'd seen both of them, you know, competing directly. And maybe, you know, Anders can get some some knowledge from, from Mason Crosby just by being on the field with him and watching things. I can tell you one thing I've noticed. He definitely, uh, Anders Carlson definitely favors Pat O'Donnell as his holder. I can guarantee you that most of those misses... Um O'Donnell Whelan. was not, was not holding. Yeah. Okay.
4: Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Jacob, what else you got? Wolf?
5: Well, it's just interesting that he said that because apparently Daniel Wieland has been booting it too. Um, they've been saying that there's a really good battle going on at punter. And that I, I've read a few articles just saying if they wanted to save a little bit of money by getting rid of O'Donnell, but if it affects the kicking games so drastically, I just, I don't see that happening because like you said, if, if Anders likes having, um, What's his face as his holder? Then I think that pretty much we got to leave it like that.
0: Um, I'd be with, I agree, and or either that or we got to look at who's going to be QB two and do we do we go old school and put our QB two out as a holder? Right. Maybe have him work work in the special teams unit. I don't know. Be a great co- uh, a great question for uh, Coach yeah. Um You know, maybe I can uh, track him down again see if I can uh, <laughs> get a little impromptu information or something. That'd be cool. Yeah,
4: definitely, definitely. And we've got Craig in the chat says Carlson needs to work with Mason for a year. Well, I'll tell you what, no no one better to learn accuracy from than yeah. if they did bring him in because he's still going to be on the practice squad. They bring Mason in, stashed, stash Anders on the uh, practice squad. He could get that time, you know, kicking for sure in practice and everything. It's a great idea there, man. Great idea, Craig. Um Okay, the other thing I want to talk about, Jacob, we had some cuts today, didn't we? Am I thinking right? Ha- didn't Hamilton get cut?
5: Oh, well, yeah, I thought that was – was that yesterday?
4: Was it yesterday?
5: Uh, it's all blurring together now, man. All yeah. I do is work. We didn't talk about it yet. I know content. that.
4: So I think well, everybody's pretty much saying this This spells, uh, you know, spells out that, that Brenton Cox Jr. has got a pretty good shot of making this squad, right?
5: i really really hope so um yeah, it just when you see the, the move they made with garvin and then now hamilton it's definitely trending that way and i have heard um uh, that people have, have seen some really impressive stuff especially like his one-on-ones his drills and i i, I believe he's made some some plays in the uh team practice and the team sessions so i'm i'm more than happy if he if he makes the team i'm gonna i might have to get me a jersey
4: <laughs> heck yeah. yeah
5: i'll probably wait till he actually does something but it at uh i would be ecstatic and, and proud for, and happy for him because it sounds like like you know he's taking this seriously and really turned his attitude around and for whatever reason it's clicking here in green bay so that'd be great
4: yeah definitely definitely uh we got Emilio in the chat having Emilio. a pivot on having Emilio. a pivot on a, everybody just wants to yell at Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Having to pivot on a surgery ACL feels weird for the first year to for sure need to get the, get, get past the middle of your knee being solid, man. I, that's what everybody says about ACLs is like, it just, it's, it takes you so long to trust that knee again. Right. And you're, I mean, you're literally, you're putting, you know, just, it's, it's such an invasive surgery that your body's reacting in a sense like, Hey, this, this isn't supposed to happen. Right. Um, Andrew in the chat said, would it, would it work to get an international kicker for a free roster spot? Keep Mason for the clutch. Look at these guys, man. I'll tell you what. Everybody thinking out the box tonight. Um, There's another one that got cut, Cam McDonald. Tied in Cam McDonald. She's Ed Murph right, said, God. I believe I remember hearing that. And then we've got John in the chat says Packers picked up linebacker Aaron Mosby. Um, he came from Carolina, I believe. I think I've got it right here. Yeah, they claimed him Yeah, from from Carolina. So, um cool. So, going to take a flyer on him. I don't know how many years he's been in the league, but I just I love it, man. They, you know, Bill Walsh had a uh had a way of doing business back in the day. He said as a front office, they had a goal before camp started. Um after after free agency and after the draft before camp started, their goal was to find 10 players that they could sign to the roster. That not just to sign and fill a roster, but would make their roster better. Meaning, like this guy, let's say we sign an edge defender. This guy is better at covering the run than the guy who's currently going to be on our fifty-three. Or this guy's better at rushing the passer than is going to currently be on the field. Doesn't mean he's going to make the roster, but find ten people that will improve the roster somehow, some way. Which I, I think that's that's kind of what Goody's doing here. You know, he's just kind of mixing and matching and uh, and throwing some stuff together. Um, Tim, do you got anything else you want to hit on, man? Anything else that stuck out to you about practice or anything you want to cover,
0: Buck? You know what just popped into my head, Clayton, when we were just not to go back to the kicking game, but um, I wonder if the booming leg factor has something to do with kickoffs. As we know, Mason wasn't exactly uh, booting them into the end zone with regularity. So I'm wondering if maybe that played a factor into wanting a guy with a bigger leg. Uh, but the thing I was saying last year was, would it be a stretch to have Pat O'Donnell just run up and blast a kickoff? And then we have Mason as our place kicker. I mean, I mean, I have seen teams do that before where you've got one guy doing kickoffs and you got another guy doing the place kicking. I mean, I don't know if that's something that's feasible now with the the roster group we have, but I don't know what you, what you guys think about that. But I'm wondering if that maybe played a role into why we have Carlson here with the stronger leg, because we're also thinking about kickoffs, not just the the place kicking game.
4: No, no, it's a great point. It is. It's a, it's a really good point. I think Pat McAfee used to kick off as punter. He would kick off. Yeah, right. The yeah, he um, did. man. Love watching that dude play, dude. McAfee's
0: a football player, man. He ain't no punter, kicker, special teamer. That guy is just a a pure football player, man.
5: He has one of the the funnest highlight reels to watch ever. Oh, my God. And it's good, like, seven minutes long of just him making some crazy, just really, really crazy plays as a punter. A lot of them, too, are
0: uh, punt coverage, which is pretty fun. Oh, yeah. Blasting dudes into the sideline for sure.
4: (laughs) I think if I remember correctly, I I believe I heard or he may have been being sarcastic. I think I heard someone say that he leads all kickers and tackles in the history of the NFL. But I would believe that.
0: that. I would totally believe that just on face value (laughs) without research. Yeah, for sure.
4: But again, man that that field goal percentage with Mason, 86 percent. And I just did the math, Anders, Car- Anders Carlson, as of, as it sits right now, sitting at 61% in camp, no, non-game situation. I mean, 61%, it's it's even shy of this. 65%.
1: 65%. <laughs> <That's right.
4: laughs> I can't get enough of it, Tim. I'm telling you, bro. Oh, my gosh. Max Schottman let the cat out of the bag. Max I
5: <laughs> Just looking for any opportunity to use that clip. Oh, dude,
4: we're, we're going to use it all year long. I guarantee it, man. 65. I love it. Yeah, I do. The thing I like about Mark Murphy, he's unapologetic, unapologetically himself. Like, he he's not out to impress anybody. He's going to be himself. And I think he's done a hell of a job as president and CEO, man. Um, I agree. I think he's going to be one of those guys we look back in 10, 15, 20 years and go, you know what? That dude really made some stuff happen while he was here, you know, really did. Town's beautiful. Have you been? Have you spent much time over there, Tim?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I have. And, uh, it is that, you know, that's a big reason why we have this draft coming in in a couple of years here is because of that development. And a lot of that was Mark Murphy's baby, this whole, this whole process and project of trying to make, you know, Lambeau field, Green Bay, Wisconsin, you know, a destination for league events. And, you know, I think he did a great job. Yeah. Title town's amazing, man. And any time of year, you know, dead of summer. It's beautiful in the fall, the spring, the winter. There's always something to do there. Uh, you know, whether you got kids or if you want to have some daddy sodas, as Clayton would say, it's a good place to hang out. Um, yeah, I love it, man. I go, I go to title town, you know, once or twice a month, man. It's awesome. Every time I'm over there.
4: Yeah. It's our spot, man. We always try to stay at at the lodge Kohler when we go up and, um, you know, they've got the sledding Hill. So we got to spend some time at the sledding Hill this year it was colder than a well digger's butt, but, man, we had a blast. And What's cool is we got to go into uh, Hinterland, right, the little brewery there. They got a fireplace at each end of the dining hall. So, I mean, we literally came in from hitting the sledding hill in the ice rink, which was hilarious. Mandy, for those of you who don't know, my wife, if you were to ask her what's your favorite pastime, hands down she's going to say watching people fall. She loved <laughs> watching people fall. And, and listen – I'm the type of person that when I see somebody fall, fellas, I'm like secondhand embarrassment. I immediately go, "Oh, I don't want them to know that I seen them." You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't, you know, I want them to be able to look around, and go, "Okay, nobody saw it. I'm good, right?" Maybe we'll sprint across a damn parking lot and go, ah! and laugh right in the face. It's brutal. So, yeah.
1: Absolutely.
4: so we we literally got us a couple cups of coffee from the god what's it called the the little coffee shop there in i can't think of it's it's inside the the kohler lodge we got us a couple cups of coffee popped our hoods up and we sat at the ice skating ring and we found the slickest spot where people kept falling and we just we just <laughs> sat there for an hour and drank coffee and watched people bust their <laughs> it. it's hilarious absolutely hilarious oh. and, and again every time somebody fell i was doing this and Mandy was just sitting there with that hood pulled over <laughs> that copy going like this the whole time.
0: Oh my <laughs> gosh.
4: Hilarious, dude. Hilarious. Um, all right. We we're, we're Eric, we're not doing this, man. All right, Eric. Let's let's, no. don't, let's no. don't hurt we're, Mark Murphy. All right. Um, we're gonna we're gonna show it anyway. I promise you that. Uh John says, Bring in Robbie Gould. Is Robbie Gould really out there? Is he really available?
5: If that's true. That'd be uh a- yeah. I don't know what his stats
4: looked like last year. I don't know. And, you know, that could be a part of the strategy, not not specifically Robbie Gould, but it could be something like, hey, look, you know, Rich Passaccia told him, hey, look, I think I think Andres could be something special. He's got a huge leg. The ACL is healthy. Take a flower on him if it don't work, stash him on a practice squad and spend a little bit of money on the best available kicker. That could be in the worst. This is what Eric said in the chat. He uh, he said Mark Murphy looking like Alfred E. Newman. I don't even know who that is. Who is that? Let's pull it up. We got to pull this up. Talk, talk, tell him something, Jacob, while I pull this up, man.
5: Alfred E. Newman. I don't know. I I think he's an old timey actor guy that looks, um, got a weird looking face.
0: I know that Trump (laughs) made fun of somebody.
4: Oh no, he did. Isn't
0: Alfred E. Newman the Mad Max? Is that, is that what I'm thinking of?
4: You got it, bro. Let's, let's do this. I've got to do it to my man. I told you I'm a big, uh, I am a big fan of Mark Murphy, but I think they may have nailed this one. What's there be some crazy <laughs> ass right now? I okay. you knew it.
5: It kind of looks pretty. Yeah.
4: This That's is pretty. horrible. Me worry? 65%. Why would I be worried, right? Look at this. I want you to get that burn, that image burned into your mind real quick, fellas, okay? And then I'm going to Hey, you I in. don't
0: care what he looks like. We got
1: 65%. 65%. <laughs> I
4: ain't going to lie, That's man. I can, can kind of see it, Tim. I can see it that
5: uh that's actually pretty spot on yeah <laughs> uh,
4: this show's already off the rails man it's about time to wrap it up we uh we're we're uh we're accomplishing nothing now um let's see you're back back in the chat eric just cleared it up said everybody calm down i love mark murphy
3: all right there we go
4: <laughs> anything else we didn't hit on fellas anything uh that stood out to you in practice jacob anything at all man
5: one thing and then we'll get out of here um it sounds like today there was no savage on first team defense that they rotated a heavy rotation at safety but for the most time it was when they started rotating it was like ford and owens and like ford and uh uh more i believe and then uh gosh who else was in there at safety but it sounded basically like they they were taking a stab at not having savage there which is the first time that they haven't had savage in the ones at some point of the rotation so Just kind of thinking, like, maybe they're – I don't know.
0: That's a good observation.
5: That they have to play him because they have the – you know, they're paying him this money. But I I really hope they don't just stick him out there because they're paying him. You know what I mean? I want the best guy
0: to win. I think that might be the approach because I've been seeing a lot of uh, Jonathan Owens, and they call him J.O. I always hear uh, the coaches yelling, J.O., J.O., So that that's their little nickname for him, but I think it speaks more to the camp that Jonathan Owens is having for himself. than maybe it says about Darnell Savage. Um, but that could just be my warped opinion of the matter. Um, we talked about that last time I was on the pod that I felt like I didn't even see Savage out there and he was. And so maybe, I don't know, maybe they are mixing it up.
4: Yeah, it could be, uh, Murph in the chat says Chalk Talk was amazing earlier today, Clayton. Great job on the film study. Uh, For those of you who haven't seen it, I just went live early. Um, You know, I, I wanted to put this together for a while. I went back. I had an emailer. I had a listener email in and basically said, Clayton, you keep talking about the last five games of the season, how the defense played well. Why don't you highlight when they played bad? And, and, you know, it's hard to read into text. I kind of took it, me being the combative person I am, I took it as him being like a smart aleck, right? Um, so I didn't respond to him, but I thought, okay, let's do it. So I went all the way back to week five, and you guys remember that was against the Giants. And uh, against the Giants, coming into that game, we were 3-1. and one, They were 3-1, and one, right? Absolutely dominated them in the first half. And in the second half, everything fell apart. Well – What was the key to that game? I wish I had my notes pulled up right now. Um, I don't have the the pad here. But basically what happened was we lost the middle eight on a blown coverage. They got a huge uh, explosive play off a blown coverage. And uh, just pointing out again, hey, man, that wasn't Joe Barry's fault, right? (laughs) I'm just saying. And then in the fourth quarter, it was tied 20-20. to and they got another explosive play, which led to the go-ahead touchdown. Jake, remember how we talked about explosive plays, plays of yeah. 20 yards or more, triples your chances of scoring on that drive. The the drive that won them the middle eight came off an explosive play on a blown coverage, and then the drive that gave them the go-ahead lead in the fourth quarter, which we never they never gave back um, – came off an explosive play um there as well off another blown coverage and a missed tackle by the way so yeah when i watched it basically in a nutshell you guys can go watch it check it out if you like that type of stuff um if you watch it you could tell quay was playing match man match right he was playing quarters man match and then you had um devondre campbell playing zone match so that was – you could literally see Devondre as they ran kind of a mesh play. It was, it was a spot mesh play with a spot where the wide was basically going to go straight to the seam and run a curl. And then they were bringing um, a flexed-out Saquon Barkley on a drag route. I wish I still had it in the system. I'd pull it up right now. But uh, basically that was your mesh, right? You're trying to get those two guys to intersect and, and have a little bit of a rub. And you could see Devondre, as soon as he sees Saquon Barkley run the drag route, he immediately points to Quay and says, like, and Quay is playing literally uh, man-match on the Y. So he man-matches him while Dre's playing zone match. Nobody in that side of the field, open drag, shoots out the backside. And uh, what's crazy is um, that's one of those plays that everybody was like, why are we playing so far off the ball? Because if you watch it in real time and watching the game, it looks like, what what the hell was Savage doing? Savage was – 20 yards away from the guy he was covering. He wasn't covering him. He was playing what we call mod technique, right, in the quarter's coverage, which is man-on-demand. He's man-on-demand on on the number two receiver, right? The number two receiver, once he breaks a seven-yard threshold, it's his responsibility to pick him up and carry him. Well, that guy never made it seven yards because they ran a switch concept off the drag. So your outside corner, your boundary corner, which was Rasul, picks him up. So now Savage is looking for work in the center of the field. And all he's seen was the drag come across uncovered, shot down, and tried to make the tackle, missed the tackle, which, you know, it's easy for me to sit on my couch and go, I can't believe he missed that tackle. That's Saquon freaking Barkley in the open field with about 15 yards head of steam. But if he had made the tackle, and this is what's really, really interesting about the whole play, if Savage had made the tackle, he would have tackled him at about the 17-yard mark, which would have – not technically been an explosive play but because he missed the tackle it went for 40 yards so just something to kind of think about I pointed that out and then I played the clip where I don't know if you guys seen it Jair Alexander basically came out and said you know it doesn't matter what Joe Barry calls if we're not going to execute he said it it, Jair literally said you know I just think we made a lot of excuses for ourselves last year and it really didn't have anything to do with Joe Barry and then he later came on and said that the new defensive backs coach is working with him because he's trying to get him to play tighter, tighter coverage on the line of scrimmage. And everybody went, oh, finally we got somebody in that'll teach it. That guy over, overrided Barry. No, Jair literally told you word for word. He said, I like to play off the ball. And they gave me the freedom to do that, basically, is what he was saying. So it's just hilarious watching the comments. I'm going, finally people will understand that was Jair's decision, which Matt LaFleur said last year. You remember when he said we give our guys freedom? To play and line up where they want to. That's what he was saying. He was saying without saying that's Jair's decision and we trust him. He's a pro bowler, right? But even after Jair said that on that in that tweet, right? It, you know, you look in the comments, Jacob, and everybody still they it went right over the head. It's still <laughs> joke. Yeah, we finally got somebody in here that knows how to play up on the line. It was just like, oh my God, man! I'm I'm done. I'm done trying to explain it. It is what it is. We'll see how it goes this year. So, um, anyway, in the chat, Eric says, "Thanks for the show, fellas. I'm digging. This, I'm digging this channel, football talk and jokes. Got to love it. Everyone, be safe. See you later. Yeah, appreciate you dropping by, brother." And then we've got one more here. We have got uh, Kevin in the chat says, "Oh no, Mark Murphy is a named defendant in two Northwestern hazing lawsuits." Is that true? Is he really involved? <laughs> was he the president or not the president? Was he the the athletic, athletic or, director? I think it was AD. The yeah. right
3: no. No. Oh, no. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, I'll tell you this 2025 Alfred. is right around the corner. Okay. 2025 <laughs> is right around the corner. So maybe they can drag that out until. Mark's uh, 10 years over. I, again, I, I'm not here to make fun of or bash Mark. It's all in good fun. You can see the size of my head. I've got I've got a lot of room to talk. Saying he looked like <laughs> Alfred E. Newman, I promise you that. So um, I think Mark's done a great job. But that's uh, that's good information though, Kevin. I didn't even I didn't put those two together, man. Tim, anything else before we go, Bubba?
0: No, man. Go pack. Go. Same old, same.
4: Absolutely. All right. We well, we'll get out of here, guys. We got football kicking off right now. Ooh, Some of you guys right. are going to go. What's that?
5: I said I, I forgot now I'm you got to get up uh, get that thing tuned on
4: <laughs> well here's the thing from what i understand it's only on peacock so um i got peacock okay all cool right. look at you big money all right I it, can you. i ask you a quick question
5: what do you yeah, think man. about this this um nfl sunday ticket being on youtube i, I don't know if i'm ready to pay for it is it, have you done that before is oh, it bro, the first year me. i
4: i have waited for sunday ticket to get off that stupid satellite dish forever i used to have it it was – the signal was in and out and here and there, and they wouldn't let you do it digital unless you lived in an apartment, right? So um, as soon as I heard it was going to YouTube, I got excited. YouTube YouTube TV is phenomenal. I love YouTube TV. And they're going to have it to where you can watch, I think, four games. You can do a quad box, so you can watch four games on the screen at once cool. for Sunday ticket. That's going to be sick. Um, nice. There's going to be a lot of stuff. And just, just knowing you're going to have those games on demand too um, is going to be uh, – is going to be cool. So, uh again though, you know, I'm one of those people that I'm going to watch the game live simply for the post-game show, but in the past if it wasn't televised, I wouldn't tore up watching it live. The next day, I was I was cutting the tape up, going in watching every snap three times and doing my normal things. So, um uh, but yeah, I'm excited about YouTube TV having uh having Sunday Ticket for sure. So, Alright, let's get out of here, fellas. Appreciate your time. This was a fun one. Um, I think we hit on everything. We'll see. We may go live tomorrow. We'll, we'll chat about it. Um, not a whole lot going on as far as uh, there's no practice tomorrow, if I remember correctly. Is that right, Tim?
0: No public practice. Uh-huh. I'm not sure if there's still... I did see them putting the tarps over the fence when I left today, so that leads me to believe there might be some team activities tomorrow. Um, but I'm assuming it'll be a light practice going into family night. Um, I don't know. That's, I, I know there's no public practice tomorrow for sure.
4: It also leads me to believe you're going to go in there with a Sammy Hagar wig or something. You go try to sneak <laughs> in. You?
0: you know, the other day I was over there, the wind blew just right, and it blew the Tart back, and I got to see like 30 seconds of the defense, and then, <laughs> then the wind changed, and that was the end of that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. All right, guys, don't forget, in the upper left of the screen, uh, you scan that QR code that will send you directly to Packernet Podcast. I'm telling you, Ryan Slit, Packernet Podcast, Packernet After Dark, the best podcasts available. Go check them out. You can also find Jacob there, Packernet Fantasy Podcast. Jake Shavinks. it's always draft season podcast. And uh, who knows, we may have some more launching here soon. You know, just uh, just stay tuned. We, you never know what's going to happen. But, we're gonna get out of here. Thank you guys for hanging out with us in the chat. You guys are absolutely awesome. Um, also thanks to everyone who's listening to this on the pod, making us a part of your day. We really appreciate it. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world and go pack go. It's the power sweep.
3: Actually, it's the it's the lead play on in our, in our offense. You tell the tackle to take the defensive end if he's over him. if he's not, we drive down on the first man who is inside. Pull back. And we tell him to take the first man outside the offensive tackle. No one shows. He goes right by them and seals inside. If the YN has the linebacker taken out, he cuts inside. If the YN has the linebacker in, he comes all the way around. If you look at this play, what we're trying to get is a seal here and a seal here, and try to run this play in the alley.